there, single lady. As always, I am so glad that you're here. You know, today I've got something different for you, and I am going to call this Story Time with Shanna. So let me explain. You may know that for years I've been writing books and blogs and all different kinds of content for like the last almost 20 years. And this week, I was digging around in a closet in our basement, and I found a box that had a bunch of magazines in it from articles that I had written. And I came across the very first article that I had published in 2004. It's called Shopping for a Spouse, Why I Decided to Chuck My Mr. Right Checklist. But in this article, I talk about the checklist, right, that every woman has. And I would like to share this article with you today by reading it. It's going to be much better if I read it than if I just try to talk through it. It's just a reminder that those checklists don't always serve us well and how we should actually use them. All right, stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. Okay, so here we go with story time with Shanna. Again, this is Shopping for a Spouse, Why I Decided to Check My Mr. Right Checklist. Until a few years ago, I shopped for men like I shopped for Kleenex, Saran Wrap, or Jelly Beans with a list. A girl knows what she's getting when she makes a list. She can size up her date and compare him with criteria to make sure he's worthy. Everywhere single women look, someone encourages us to find the perfect guy. Friends say, don't settle. Hollywood airs numerous shows that keep Prince Charming dreams alive. The internet promises romance at the click of a mouse. Even books encourage us to use a list through titles such as You're Mr. Perfect and God Will Make Your Match in Heaven. My list was longer than Santa's. Some of my criteria were valid. Others may have been a tad lofty. For example, at one point, my goal was to marry a man who looked like Mel Gibson and who was as sensitive as my closest girlfriend and as wise as Jesus. He also had to be funny, financially stable, athletic, charismatic, good with children, patient, a good communicator, gentle, and assertive. He had to share my life's vision, always balance his checkbook, and not have hair on his back, sport a spare tire, or live in a trailer. But I couldn't find a man to meet these criteria anywhere. So when I turned 33, I was shopped out. When a friend gave me a journal for my birthday with a quote on the front of it, my heart was stirred. It said, love is the bond of perfection. In that moment, a thought went through my mind. Shanna, love is the bond of perfection. Perfection isn't the bond of perfection. Suddenly, I realized the error of my thinking. I thought that if I found the perfect mate, I'd have the perfect love. But I became clued in that perfection doesn't create a perfect bond. Love, even in the midst of imperfections, does. Shortly thereafter, I was shocked to hear that Lisa, a single woman who was in my social circle and at my church, was getting married. It wasn't the fact that she was getting married that shocked me. It was to whom she was getting married. Tim, I had a vivid memory of how grossed out Lisa had been earlier when Tim had tried to kiss her one night. After listening intently to her story back then, I understood why she wasn't interested, because her list consisted of tall, dark, handsome, and outgoing. Tim was of medium height, blonde, okay looking, and he was one of the shyest people I had ever met. Yes, Tim was one of the nicest guys in our social circle, 
Yes, he was witty. Yes, he had a great job. Yes, he shared Lisa's values. But these didn't make up for what he didn't have on her list. So what happened to change her ooh to I do? Ironically, it was an argument one night after they'd attended a wedding together as friends. As Lisa sped away from Tim's house, a thought went through her mind. Are you overlooking Tim just because he's not every little thing on your list? In that moment, she focused on what Tim did offer instead of what he didn't. Lisa realized that for the past eight years, Tim had listened to her cry, laugh, and tell lively stories as only she can do. Together, Lisa and Tim had ridden bikes, attended singles functions, and become best friends. Instantly, her heart melted and she threw away her list. I was ready to get married the next month, she told me. It seems that while Lisa thought she knew what she needed in a man, it wasn't what she needed at all. When I saw Lisa at her wedding, she was beaming. Her joy caused me to scrutinize my list. While it's important to be discerning, while you are considering a potential mate, I began to see the pitfalls of list making, and I began to recognize one of the unhealthy motivations behind my list. Fear Factor In my early 20s, I lost a man I deeply loved. I thought my wounded heart would never heal. I now realize that I developed my list for self-protection. It was easier to have a shopping list that no man could fulfill than to take the risk of getting hurt again. I had also looked at others who made poor choices in a marriage partner and determined not to be like them. While there's wisdom in this, I also realize that self-protective hearts can't love. I thought that keeping a list would protect me, but after many years of sizing men up and rejecting them, I had developed negative thought patterns. I didn't realize that I was operating out of fear and a critical spirit until much later. Then I realized that the list that I was holding onto was actually holding me back. Diva dating. Our society encourages an it's-all-about-me attitude. Music, television, books, even well-meaning friends encourage self-promotion. But this attitude blocks love. We can't focus entirely on ourselves and then expect a relationship to flourish. Not only is this kind of thinking not conducive to a healthy relationship, it's also not conducive to a healthy heart, one that's free from pride and a judgmental spirit. Once when I was talking with a friend about a potential date, she responded, he's too short for you. Never date a guy who's shorter than you or whose pants you can wear. I'm not sure why. She adopted that attitude or these stipulations, but I decided not to put them on my list. Great expectations. So what if I find a man who I think is perfect only to realize on the other side of the wedding altar that he has flaws. I could easily think that I made a mistake the first time I discovered one of his weaknesses or stumbled onto one of those inevitable relationship problems over money or kids or the in-laws. However, I want to encourage you, nowhere is there anything that says that we can have a perfect man. Lasting romance is rooted deeply in the soil of sacrifice. List-making, on the other hand, can be critical and self-serving. 
practicing selfless love, whether relationships lead to marriage or not, blesses everybody involved. That's the kind of love that is the best kind of love. It's love that has another person's best interest in mind. So when I have that kind of selfless love, it helps me respect a man's hobbies, beliefs, unique abilities, and weaknesses. He may not be able to talk at length for hours about shopping or friendships or my hobbies. He might be introverted. He may be a little bit messier than me, but love that has another person's best interest in mind helps me give grace when I don't feel like it, and it helps me give understanding when he doesn't meet all the criteria on my list. It means that sometimes I give up my wishes to accommodate his, and sometimes he gives up his wishes to accommodate mine. That's the kind of love that will make a relationship last. So does trashing your shopping list mean throwing discernment out the door? Certainly not. Some relationships are unhealthy and downright dangerous and shouldn't be entered into at all. For example, dating somebody who's verbally or physically abusive is always wrong. Unfortunately, many of us have been tempted by relationships with men who don't treat us well. Several years ago, I became involved with a man who was often irritable and short-tempered. He told me he was unable to change his angry outbursts and he was unwilling to seek help. I decided not to continue with that relationship because it was emotionally and spiritually unhealthy. So ditching a list doesn't mean giving up all of your standards. It means adopting a higher standard. It means looking for a man who shares your values and who exhibits the awesome internal core traits, patience, gentleness, humility, generosity, and kindness. These qualities will never steer a girl wrong. And ditching our list means being open to the mysterious, unpredictable nature of love. And remembering that what we think we need may not be what we think we need at all. All right, I hope this has been encouraging to you. And as I close here, I just want to say this is exactly what happened to me. When I decided to lay my list down and hold on to the things that are really important, those character traits and knowing that a man is a friend, then my husband came along. And would I say that I settled? Absolutely not. I feel like I hit the jackpot. That I got cheated? No way. My husband has things that I didn't even have on my list that I didn't even know that I needed. I hope you have enjoyed story time with Shanna. And also remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, baby.